This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Mitchell Levy with me. Hey, Mitchell, how are you? Michael, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Global credibility expert. That's that's pretty bold. You know, that's good to put out there, when, especially when you own it. Uh, I, and and I, you do. I own it. I love that title. <laughs> yeah, you own it. It's yours. Uh, it should be a trademark on that if you haven't got it already. Uh, I'm sure you do. So you're the AHA guy. And you launched AHA That. So tell us what that organization is all about and the awesome work that you're doing. Oh, sure. Appreciate that. The, uh, let's, we'll start off with this 10-second thought. Uh, and it's who we work with. Because if, if you position things around who you work with, who you serve, you can decide whether or not you want to tune in or not. So, so we work with busy, successful professionals who are looking for more credibility. They want that credibility through a book, but they just don't have the time. So what I'd ask you to, to think about if you're listening to this is imagine four months from today that you are a, a Amazon best-selling author. We've ghostwritten, published, help you become the Amazon best-selling author and distribute your book around the world. And you've spent as little as five hours. So we press the easy button. Yeah, that's amazing because having written books myself and I know a lot of people that have thought about it and they want to do it. And then they talk with people with the quote unquote traditional way of writing a book. Um, they look at the time commitment and they just run away from that. They go, there's no way I can allocate that much time to do something. And, well, and, well, it, Michael, what, what happens today too is because book publishing has become democratized, you now have the, the thought that you're not going to make money back on book sales. Most people recognize based on book sales, you're not going to make money back. So you write your book because you want that asset to give you credibility. You want that asset to help you either do more speaking, do more consulting, bring in more business, sell more product. And what I do, which is specifically of, of significant value to, to those that we work with, is when somebody comes to me and they have a book idea and they want to write either about their memoir, about their life, or they want to write a, the great American novel, I, I kind of say no, right? That's not what we do. The, the book, which is your memoir, I'll, I'll give you the hint. For anyone listening, if you think you've had an interesting life, and I'm sure you have, the only people who really care about it are your friends and family. And then maybe let's say your family or the only people who you're going to force to, to read about or watch about your life is your family. So here's what you do. You hold up your camera, you turn the video recorder on, you ask yourself four questions, you respond in four 15 minute segments. You take those videos, you put them up on Vimeo or YouTube, and now your memoir is done and you've saved a ton of time and a ton of money. The book that we do is it's very simple. It focuses on the customer point of pain. I call it the CPOP, the customer point of pain that you solve for your audience. Now, if you're a dentist, the point of pain is they have a toothache. And, and I'm not sure, we haven't done a dental book yet. I've, I'm so dying to do something like, like 140 things you should not hear from the dentist chair or how to prepare for your next dental appointment. I don't know. So, but the way to think about it is 
you should be able to articulate, if you're in business today, you should be able to articulate quickly in 10 seconds or less who your client is and what problem you solve for them. And then what happens, and, and, and this is what's really important. Never go to our, Michael, you do this all the time. I do as well. You go to a cocktail party and you're talking to somebody and they say, what do you do? And then sometimes that person on the other side launches into 15 minutes on what they do. And you're like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. What, what you want that person to do is give you something in 10 seconds that if you really like them, you go, oh, I understand. I need more. Tell me more. Or I understand, you know, you should talk to so-and-so who's in the corner. And that's what happens if, if you have a problem, if you have an issue. And let's say I had a problem today and I'm thinking about how do I solve my problem. As a matter of fact, I have a huge problem with an aspect of my business. I'm going to out loud, I'm going to say, hey, do, can you help me with, or do you know anyone who can help me with, and you fill in the blank. And if I have a friend who can do that, I immediately go there. Or if I talk to you and I say I have a problem with, and you know somebody, you're going to recommend me to that person. Now, what happens if I don't know anyone? I'm going to go to my friend Google. I'm going to say, I have a problem with. Imagine if that's the title of your book and your book cover pops up. What does the person who's searching in Google to solve their problem think when they see your Amazon best-selling book pop up because they typed in the phrase? That's what we do. Well, that's the thing. It just it it jumps everything out. And yes, I've been to many of those cocktail parties to the point where I'm afraid to ask what they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more I'm more or less of okay, who's that person over there? Oh, that's Jim. Oh, what does Jim do? Oh, he does this and this. I mean, that's that, that's a trick that I I don't mind sharing. He's like, oh, it's somebody, a great trick, by the it's way. It's like, yeah. Then that way they go, okay. Well, then if it's somebody that goes, hey, well, maybe I would want to know more about what Jim's doing. This way, so if you're prepared, and I love what you said there, come up with that ten second or less speech or you know elevator pitch, whatever the shorter you can make it, the better, because the attention span for us seems to be getting shorter and shorter, but you leave them with, you know, something where they're going, Hmm, what does that mean? Or, you know, how is that? Then you can go in a little bit deeper, but you know, don't drop the, you know, the winds of war on them, you know, and so here you go, you know, it's, this is what I do. Yikes. You know, it's going to collect dust and they're going to be looking to figure out where the next open bar is in the establishment. So yeah, I, I actually, it's funny. I, I never go to a networking meeting thinking I'm there to close business. I go to a networking meeting thinking I'm going to make a handful of friends. And, and how do you make friends of somebody else is you do them a favor they didn't expect. So if I talk to somebody and they tell me what they do, and then I talk to somebody else and they go, and, and I kind of realize they need that other person's service, I'll connect the two. Right, and, and that's where that sh the shorter you can make the issue or problem you solve. For me, it's very simple. I give you credibility with you spending a very little amount of time. And, and, and when you hear the word, I want a book, I have no time, I, I want people thinking, hey, I should talk to Mitchell Levy. And, and my team does a beautiful job on the back end. What I do, my superpower is it starts with a two or three hour interview and I pull the genius from your head. And from there, my team does the writing and everything. You know, I've heard all these stories in the past where the publishers publish books and the authors don't like. The author we work with 
they get to uh, review and update everything we do. And then as part of our package, Michael, you're going to love this. What we do now, um, at first I used to piecemeal it. You, you can, you could buy the book. And then if, if you wanted a Amazon best-selling campaign, you could buy that separately. And if you wanted videos, you could buy it. So, so now it's all bundled together. And so when we do a book for somebody, what'll happen is four months down the road, their book will be done. They'll have a hundred paperback, 25 hardcover, a Kindle, some PDF versions. We also do a, uh, they'll have seven videos to market their book. They'll have five social media memes, press release, blog post. And we do that in, in four months. I mean, record breaking time. And then I don't do this in four months, but in seven months, what'll happen is we also let the author read their audiobook. So when you want to Amazon, you would actually, so when your prospects, you know, looks you up or has a problem, they go to Amazon, they're going to see your book in hardcover, paperback, Kindle, and also on Audible. And it's like the, the credibility just screams through the roof that you are an expert and you could help solve the problem of the person who is now looking at that page on Amazon. Well, yeah, we've talked before, you know, about the power of, of books and being published and what it creates in this, you know, sea of people like for myself, you know, public speaking is something that I do and having being published is a huge advantage because if I'm speaking on the subject that I wrote about, I've got a book where, you know, there could be somebody else and maybe dozen people that submit abstracts to speak at a particular event on a particular subject. But if they don't have a book or an audio book or a show or other things, and I do, it, it does give me an advantage uh, to be selected. And again, with the format of how you go about it, you get, you know, those individuals content out there in a very efficient way. Uh, and quite frankly, I mean, I, I, I don't want to slam other authors by any stretch, but in a better format, and it's going to be a better end product than if they went and did it themselves and spent the 18 months or however long it took them to get the content out and you know, hoping they you know, picked the right editor. Um, and we've all read those books that um, they say they were edited and like, no, it looks like a Microsoft Word document that you just converted and, <laughs> and uploaded. And, 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 and I didn't realize this, but apparently I have an eye for font changes. And it's one of those things where, you know, like some people, it's the nails on a chalkboard. Uh, it's kind of the same thing for me. If I'm reading something and there's a, a font change that doesn't need to be there, it throws me off. I'm like, oh, how'd that get through? You know, it's, you know, not that I you know ever desire to be an editor, but it's one of those things where it catches my eye a lot quicker than, than most apparently. Uh, Michael, that, that actually, it, I can see that my wife, it's grading. So you and her are the same. It's one of those, see what, what sometimes our, our designers, when we do the first pass of a book cover, I, I'll, I'll, I'll know that there's something that doesn't feel right. And I, and I'll have my wife look at it and she'll go, well, you know, they use multiple fonts here and they did something here. And like, oh, I can see that now. And so she's, she's, she's great at that. I, I think the answer to your question is uh, the, and, and this sort of helps me define my audience. So between 2005 and 2017, I published over 800 books. And what I could say is I was serving the wrong audience. And the audience I was serving was the people who wanted to write their own books. And I just wanted to make it easier for them. 
the audience I serve now, now, so still, if you wrote a book and you want it and you want a publisher, we can publish it for you. And I've got three publishing imprints that can do that. But the audience that I serve are the people who care less about spending all their time making sure the message is perfect. I want to work with the people who care more about acquiring clients, who care about getting their message to their prospects' hands. And so we, you know, if you can do a book in five hours, where normally it might take you 200 hours to write and, and maybe a little bit more to publish, right? You now have all that excess time. Typically, what, we, what we've done research studies, it takes 320 hours to write and publish a book. Well, I'm saving you 315 hours. If you took 315 hours and use that to market yourself, think about how much business you would have. So the audience I work with are the people who go, oh, I need to be able to get my message to the marketplace. Here are the ways I'm going to do that. Let me just make sure that in my back pocket, I've got this book. It's going to be done. And then because when you get to the point when you realize that a book can be done so easily, it, it becomes a lot easier for you to narrow the audience segment you're going after with a book. Because you don't think I need to write the book. It's the last, last time I'm going to write a book in five or 10 years. You think to yourself every other year or every year, I'm going to have a book focused on a particular target segment. And so you could imagine now spending, uh, thinking about 2020 uh, and thinking about a very targeted audience, well, you should have a book that specifically addresses the pain point that you, that you address targeted at that audience. And, you know, if you want to do another one in 2021 and another in 2022, we just press the easy button that way. And, and it just, it's one less thing to worry about. It's one less way to think through it. And then the content of your book, as you mentioned, they're in bite-sized formats. So we're already helping you speak in a different way. A lot of our authors, what they'll do is they'll read a specific aha message, a specific fragment from the book, and they'll do it on Facebook Live or LinkedIn Live, and then they'll talk about what it means. So we're also giving you your, uh, essentially your storyboard of what to talk about on social media, if that's what you like to do. And you touched on something important there. And with, you know, those, when you write a book, a lot of people say, well, I wrote a book. It's like, well, okay, well, you know, you can do a lot with a book. You know, I alluded to you know, getting speaking opportunities, uh, but the video side of things is great. You can take a, a section of the book or an aha uh, snippet of, of something and record a two or three minute video. And one of the things that I discovered, and it took a while for me to, to clue into this because uh, I made fun of marketing people back in the day because I was originally a public accountant and all we did was complain about the marketing people spending all the money. However, if the marketing people didn't do what they did, there would be no money to spend. So um, a hard lesson learned. But long story short is what I've discovered is your customers, the people that you want to connect with, consume media in different ways. There are some people <laughs> that so read true. your there's some people that read your book. There are going to be some people that consume what you put on Instagram or Facebook. There's going to be some people, if you have Twitter or any other social media, that's the only place they're going to consume your stuff. They're, yes, you're going to have your raving fans that are going to follow you everywhere. Uh, but most people, 
aren't going to cross over into you know, different aisles of the grocery store. So it's a case of you've got all of this great content, utilize it in different mechanisms because you never know. You may actually land your largest client ever based on just reading a, a three-minute uh, or doing a three-minute video on something that resonates with them and solves a need that they have right now. Michael, you are so right. And, and, and that's, that's really the crux of what we do at ahathat.com is that we let you use all the mediums that are appropriate. I, I need to send you uh, the updated version of one of our books. Part of what we do is when we give you a book, we, we give you 140 bite-sized quotes and seven blog posts. So think of each seven blog posts, each blog post being a section description. And what we do now is I also, I'll get on Zoom with you and I will let you give me a summary of each of the sections. Uh, we, I just did this with one of our authors last week and, and she was gonna do this by herself and she allocated three hours to create seven section summaries. Uh, she and I, we finished it up in 45 minutes. And, and it's having somebody who's done this multiple times helping bring the best out of somebody. And so inside our book, inside the section summary, we actually have a link that goes to the video that talks about the section. And we also have a QR code. So, so now it, if somebody sees the book on a Kindle, they can scan or they see the book as a PDF, they could scan it. They see the physical book, they could scan it. Sometimes what'll happen is people won't even see your book, but they'll see the 30 second video of you talking about that section. And in the video itself, we, we bring up at the beginning, the author's name, the title of the book, the section of the book. And, and so, and, and then how to get in touch with the author. So what's interesting is you don't know how you're gonna to touch people. You don't know necessarily which of your new clients that are coming in the door, what is the vehicle that they use or they wanna consume data on so you might as well have your data repurposed in as many different formats as possible. And that's what we do. One of the things I hadn't talked about this yet, we have a platform called AHA That. So that's ahathat.com. We have over 850,000 users on that platform and we have 50,000 AHA messages. So our users are going there to find content they could share on social media. And so they could automatically share on Twitter or they could manually share on Facebook and LinkedIn. And now what happens is your content, which is all, all has attribution towards you, are being shared by people who you don't know to their audiences because I helped you or our team helped you get good, compelling content that's really valuable. And so once again, you got to make sure you speak the language that your prospects uh, are speaking in the vehicle, in the format they want to listen or hear or feel you. And that's why you do audios. That's why you do videos. That's why you do physical books. And what I'm doing is pulling it all together in a book and we guarantee Amazon best selling author status. So I'm giving everyone a Amazon best selling book and inside the book, some of the content or maybe a lot of the content could be things you say all the time. Right? Maybe there's a quote or a phrase that you talk about all the time. It carries a whole lot more weight when you say, hey, from my Amazon best-selling book, and then you give the quote. 
And, and what you've done is you've put a stake in the ground of your credibility piece. Then you give the quote and people actually listen and they listen more intently. And that's crucial. It's one of those things where it, it again, you know, like I alluded to before and you, you've you know, highlighted as well is some people go, what, you have a book? They won't even know, but they saw that post. And I, I love, you know, the aha that with, you know, that many people sharing content. And one of the things that's you know, been beneficial to me uh, and being recognized as a thought leader in the space that I'm in is yes, you create your own content, but you also share the content that's in alignment with what you speak about that is created by others. And what that does is then people start recognizing you as, okay, this is somebody that curates this stuff to help me. And I think that's one of those things that jumps out is, okay, here's somebody that, you know, it doesn't matter what subject you're an expert in, but when you're sharing content, not, that's not just yours, but other content that is awesome as well in that space, it really jumps out and people go, wow, there's a lot of material here. This person knows what they're talking about. They're not only creating their own stuff, but they are researching and sharing this other stuff that other people are doing. It just makes for a much richer experience when, when you're you know, looking at people and, and different things that they do. Ding, 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 ding. I have something new that we've been doing that I'd love to, I'd love to talk to you about. Perfect. So we, one of the things that you've seen people do is they do these, these things called an anthology book. And that's when you get a lot of people to contribute to a particular book. And when I started thinking about an anthology book, I started thinking to myself, how valuable would it be for the person who's pulling that book together to be able to think of it as a journey, not the end destination? So, Michael, let's say we, we, we did a book about burnout, for instance, and we went ahead and found 40 other people who are very much like peers of yours. Right? They help in different aspects of burnout at different points of time. If you're the primary author driving this, this anthology book, we now have created software to make it easy to both collect money and collect content for the book. And so what we do here is we actually charge to be part of a book. And you've, I'm sure you've had many people offer you you'd like to pay a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks to be part of this book. And so what we're doing is, is we're finding people who are either they have existing books they have today and they, and they want to do something else, or they have an audience of people uh, that are just so true followers of what they do. Uh, a lot of times we're talking about people who have certification programs and they have a lot of coaches working for them or somebody who wants to establish themselves as a expert in a particular space. And they, they have some awareness, but not a lot. So that person going out to peers in their community, going out to people maybe outside the community and saying, how'd you like to participate in my book? And what happens is there's a price to pay. So typically think of it as, think of it as sort of the prizes you get for when you crowdsource, when you're, when you're uh, going after money, crowdfunding, right? So uh, I'll give you an example of a book we just are wrapping up. It's a friend of mine in Silicon Valley and she wanted to do a book. And the, the title of the book, uh, we have not published as yet, so we're still working on it, is Silicon Valley Consultants Bring Insight to Wisdom or something silly like that. I think it's Silicon Valley Consultants Turn Insights to 
wisdom. I think I got that wrong, but let's just assume that's the case. So she wanted to have uh, 16 people be part of the book. I normally like 40 people books, but she wanted just 16 people and she wanted me to be a co-author with her. So we actually came up with, with three different prizes. One was for $500, you could have 10 aha messages be part of the book. For $1,000, you got to also include a 500-word article and your picture on the back cover. And for $5,000, you got to be a co-author. So we had 14 people that we were looking for, and we were surprised when two people volunteered to be, uh, to be co-authors. And so with 14 people, we collected $20,000. And so the interesting part is this is a case where you can actually make, we, what we do is we, I charge Kimberly 500 bucks up front, and then we split profit after that. And she, because these were friends she was going after, she didn't want any of the profit. So we're taking her profit share and applying that to incremental marketing. It's a really nice model. So Kimberly has a new book. It's focused on her being a Silicon Valley consultant and bringing value to clients. She now has 15 other co-authors who are going to put her brand and put her name in many other people people's places and she's actually made money up front although she's now putting that money back into marketing her and the co-authors that's pretty cool don't you think it's an amazing way to go about it generate some revenue right out of the gate because oftentimes and we know this that you know sometimes you know the book sales you know the majority of books out there um don't when not marketed well don't sell well and you know right oh, out of the, by the gate, way, even if marketed well you're generally speaking, if you're writing a book today, you're not going to make money back. If you look at the, either, if you write it yourself, how many hours you put in, what, what the value of your time is, or for us, if, if we're 12,500 for our all in done for you service, you typically don't make that back. Now I do have at least 20% of my authors who have made more money on book sales than that. But generally speaking, they're not, you're not making money on book sales. Yeah, but the thing of it is, you be so you're in this format. You're getting some revenue, and I love what you know your colleague is doing. Instead of taking the profits, she's investing it back into her business, and by doing that, you scale your business up quicker. And over a period of time, you continue to do that. You're going to generate more revenue than if you would have just been skimming the profits from day one. And I think that's one thing that I see a lot of startups do. They're like, okay, let's, let's grab the money. It's like, invest the business. You're expanding your reach and you're doing more with it. You're going to have, if you do that and you're consistent with that, your business will scale to the point where you, you will collect more than you ever would have if you had just been taking you know, the profits all along. Oh, I, Michael, the, the, the authors that do the best – so here's the thing. Let's say you published your book, whether you published it yourself, wrote it yourself, or we did it for you. You have books in hand. The perfect prospect is in front of you and they, they break out with a $20 bill and they say, hey, I'd like to buy your book. Do you take the 20? The answer in my mind is typically never. You just say, oh, no, no, no. Let me give you a copy of this book because I, I think this is valuable for you. And then you give them a personal inscription. Because the authors that have done the best for us, what they've done is they've, they've taken, uh, they've, they've written ahead of time their target audience. 
They've created USPS and FedEx envelopes. They have personal notes on the inside. And when their books come in, they autograph the books, they send them out to their target customers, and then they follow through. And these people have significantly, typically between four to 10 times, increased their revenue. So yeah. you create a book, good content, you give to, you give to get. Because, you know, receiving 20 bucks for a book, that's great. Closing a client where you're making whatever your normal either speaking fee or uh, consulting fee is, is a whole lot better. Oh, you're here. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, are you in it for the short run or the long run? And if you're in it for the long run, then plan accordingly. And believe me that the fruits of your labor will definitely take care of themselves right away. So. That's awesome. Mitchell, I've loved our conversation today. And I know we've alluded to um, your website and things like that, but I want to give you the opportunity again to share all the places that people can uh, find you and get in touch with you to you know, get, you know, get their own uh, book out there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have about 200 websites, 25 active, and I used to read off like five ish of them, but let me give you one. And it's the, it's the uh, central holding place. It's my name. Mitchell Levy, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y-360.com. So that's MitchellLevy360.com. And when you go there, you could watch a, and notice I'm going to touch you in different areas. You could watch a two-minute customer testimonial video on how I've helped them. So that's sort of appealing to both visual and kinesthetic. You could look at all of our other websites. And if you want to follow me first on social media, it has the key social media sites you can connect to. And if you want to have time on the phone and just talk to me, you can actually go directly to my calendar and book time. So that's MitchellLevy360.com. I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. Mitchell, always a pleasure talking with you. Congratulations again on all the awesome stuff you're doing. And, and thank you for your time today. Thanks, Michael. Thanks so much. I really appreciate, uh, I appreciate you and, and having the opportunity to talk to your audience. Thanks again. Take care. Thank you. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.